This is Colossus, and you're listening to The High Regard Show. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is The High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, don't get better than that. Nope, sir. The things we do for you, listeners. Press buttons like a sausage-fingered freak. We don't listen to Tom talk enough. Oh, please. I got a hot mic here. And welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Don't be surprised if you hear some squeaking going on in the background. Kona has just awoken from a nap and is ready to play. Yes, I say like right now she is finally just getting ready to start her day really at <laughs> 9.30 at night at this point in time. She loves the nightlife. She loves to boogie. Yes, she does. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Uh, where I know we're one day late on that, but you know, hopefully everybody had a... Good day out and got to hear from your kids and whatnot. <laughs> I don't know what you want to say. <laughs> All your parents. I sure did have a good mom's day. Well, good for you then. <laughs> so we actually have a guest this week's show. We do. I love that you're always so surprised when we have a guest. Like it's not just, you know, something that I do. It's well, we're on a good run right now. I feel like we go on these runs where once yeah. in a while we, we go, have our dry spells and then we have our good runs. And it's like, man, is it gonna we gonna get a guest again? And then we go through weeks of guests and it's just like, man, we got another guest. That's awesome. We I sure mean, I do. love when we get our guests on. I know cuz we pick good guests, damn it. Well, we we get very unique guests for sure. Like we, we cover the spectrum when it comes to guests. Yes, we do. And I'm really excited to share this week's guest, but it's not time for that yet. Oh, well, why don't we get into it? You heard because I know you're chomping at the bit just to get into it right now. I sure am. And then we'll get into our special and guest. And then we'll unveil our special guest. Indeed we will. This week's You Heard comes to us from West Broadway between Barclay and Vesey Streets. Where the hell is that? Down in the financial district near my work. Wow, now people know. Yes, now people know. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously from this vantage point, you can see the beauty that is One World Trade Center. And I had the good luck to just be walking down Vesey Street, or walking up West Broadway, I'm sorry, with someone who just turned around the corner and saw, with thine own eyes, the World Trade Center for the very first time. And this is what he had to say. Mm-hmm. It's taller than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Which is strange because it's actually shorter than what I thought. (laughs) It really is. Like the World Trade Center, when it was the Twin Towers, looked so much more massive. And maybe it's because there was two of them and they were side by side and they basically, if you stood in front of it, it blocked out everything because you couldn't see over it, you couldn't see around it. But now it's kind of sleek and streamlined and it's one building instead of two and it just kind of seems like you can kind of see around it depending on like where you're looking at it and... And height-wise, they kind of gypped people because, you know. With a spire. Yeah, because they're like, going, oh, look, it's the tallest building in New York because of the spire. And it's like, oh, yeah, but if you can't go up in a spire, it doesn't really count as space. You know what I mean? 
if I hung a balloon with a really long string on top of the Empire State Building, would it now become the tallest building in New York? I feel like you've been waiting to talk about your problems with the World Trade Center for quite some time because that was just, you just went right in for it. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I think I'm just in the mood to just go after all problems at this point in time. True, so. true, which is also something that we'll get into later. Uh, you know, yeah, in yeah. your own segment, not mine. All right, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Sorry for impeding on your uh, your segments there. Well, it's okay. You're you're welcome to, you know, come visit, I guess. All right, fair enough. And that's this week's You Heard. <laughs> Well, this week's guest is two-time Grammy nominee and, and Emmy-winning composer Jeff Russo. Can you believe this shit? Right? Like, <laughs> not just not just any composer, but a two-time Grammy nominee right? and Emmy-winning composer Jeff Russo. Um, but that's not the best part of it. No. The Grammys are very, very important. I know to the music business, but that's not the best thing that comes at least not from to this us. Guy. At least not to us, not to us. But before we get to that, yes. you know, so he has scored, you know, Fargo. He's score. He's currently working on a Mark Wahlberg, a Marky Mark action thriller. Wait, is it Wahlbergers? It's not Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers, the movie. It's not Wahlburgers. It's Mile 22. He's doing, he, he's done Star's Counterpart, which stars J.K. Simmons, who I just absolutely love. Yes, you do. I've always, and I've loved him since, you know, Law and Order. And we've never seen that. He did that drumming movie, right? I, yeah. I, we've I, never I, seen that. Well, I've never, no. I've heard, I, I've heard someone say that it's like the best movie that they've ever seen. I've heard people at my work when I used to actually go to a job in an office <laughs> say that they love that movie. But I mean, that guy is like one of those people who you kind of see pop up in a movie and you're like, man, he's really good. And then you don't really research him or search him out for yeah. anything else. And then he pops up in something else and you're like, man, I love this guy. And then you don't see him in anything else. And you see him in the farmer's commercials. That is true. Imagine if we were talking to him today, but we weren't. We're talking to <laughs> Jeff today. So tell us a little bit more about Jeff, please. Are you going to let me tell you about let's Jeff? Let's see what happens. <laughs> so Jeff has also done Power, which is you know produced by 50 Cent. Mm. He's just done the, re- the reimagining of um, Star Trek with Star Trek Discovery. He also did The Night Of on HBO, or as I like to call, Homebox. And what really drew us into wanting to speak with Joe, or Jeff, I'm sorry. Yeah, who the hell is Joe? I know a Joe Russo. Do you really? I do, yeah. And I just like, in my head, like when I was doing the interview, I was like, Joe Russo. And I'm like, no, his name is Jeff. And I knew that I was going to call him Joe. So at least I did it on, you know, the part where I wasn't talking to him. But he also did season two of Legion, Which which we love. We love. Absolutely. I mean, the look, the sound, I mean, it's all like an experience, as you will hear from the composer himself. Exactly. So we will talk a little bit more, um, you know, about Jeff Russo, but let's go right to the horse's mouth directly. Oh, my God, man. This guy was nice to come on the show, and you're calling him a horse? Cause, no, because, you know, like, straight from the horse's mouth. Like, oh, that's right. that saying. I was going to say, I saw him. He didn't look that big. No, he's not a horse. No, no he's not that big of a guy. <laughs> 
All right, well, let's roll that fabulous bean footage. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the High Regard Show. We really appreciate it, and we're really excited to talk to you. Can you start off by telling me a little bit about, you know, what drew you into music in the first place? Huh. Well, yeah, you know, I've been playing music on one level or another my whole life. Really. Right. You know, I started um, started playing music really, really early, like just banging on banging on stuff, drums <laughs> and and uh, and uh, playing piano and playing, you know, picking up a guitar when I was in high school. You know, it's just been doing it for a long time and. You know, I, I loved music growing up, listening to music. There was always music in the house. And, you know, so I, 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 it was always something that I knew I wanted to do from the very, right. very, from as early as I can remember. I don't remember ever really wanting to do anything else, like be a doctor or a lawyer. Or <laughs> sure. I never, never really had those, um, um, I never really had those things. You know, I never really had that, that, that desire. It was all right. really about music. Um, and, uh, but that's so. What really pushed me into music? I don't know. Just a love of music, I guess. All right. You know. Do you remember? You know who your you know kind of like your early favorites were when you were a kid. You know who was you know, somebody that you kind of loved. It was all about the Beatles and okay. Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and you know the classics. You know, I mean right. the classic, classic rock and roll music really really got me into into music. My dad played um, played. Uh, classical music in the house a lot when I was a kid and you know as a kid I was never really into classical music um but I I it became a part of the background of my sure. of my childhood so it left a, an indelible impression on me as I as I sort of um grew into playing music and and loving music right um, right so Sorry for that noise <laughs> uh, that's okay um so so uh, it, it was um it was always around. I just never really got into it until later in life, you know. Right, right. And we're going to get to the tonic stuff a little later in the conversation. But, sure. you know, could you, could, how did composing for TV shows come about? Because that's a pretty unique path for someone who, you know, was a rock star for a good <laughs> part of his life. You know, it's interesting. I, I never really, I never thought about it. It was never a thing for me. I mean, I've always been a fan of music and films and TV and, um, more of films than in television, because growing up for me, music in in TV was really about the themes, not really about the score. Okay. Um, but but the but the music from big movies, I always really you know moved me. Um, but it never really was something I thought about doing. You know, it was just something that one listened to when going to see a movie. Sure, um, sure. But in the, in 2006, when my band and I decided to sort of take a bit of a break from playing and, and making records. I was faced with, well, what do I do now? Sure. Um, and how do I continue to to be on this musical path, you know, and, and continue to, to create um, and sustain a my life, you know? So it was like, do I make a record? Do I try to go on tour? Do I try to, you know, be a musician and just play and be a player? Um, and a really good friend of mine, Wendy Melvoin, um, of the uh, of the venerable duo Wendy and Lisa from Prince's band, asked me to um, if I wanted to go into their studio and just 
hang out and watch what they do. And they were scoring a couple of television shows at the time, and they'd done a bunch of movies. And she said, "You may, you know, you may dig it." So I, I went in and I, and I watched what they did, and I I really did dig it. You know, I really right. dug it in a way that I didn't know that I would, which was I fell madly in love with the idea of writing music for a narrative. Um, it was really meaningful to me, and it really um, was something I I um, I was attracted to um, in in trying to help tell a story that wasn't like in a song format, but in an actual storytelling format. Um, right. You know, um, and I, as I watched them do it, I learned the art of doing it, um, and I. I, I, maybe not the art, but the craft of doing it, because the, there's a big difference there. It's like there's the, there's the artistic aspect of it, and then there's the you know the, the sort of mechanical aspect of it. And then one sure. of the things I didn't understand at the time was the mechanical part. So so watching them do it really sort of got me started on knowing what the mechanics were behind behind making something like that happen. Right. Um, and then I worked I worked for them. I started I started writing some music for them. Um, you know, additional music on a couple of different projects and then one day I stopped and then I just sort of went out on my own and I I, I, um, I just had had this, this discovered love of writing this type of, you know, music for the specific things, for sure. a narrative. You know, I, I didn't have a, a genre that I particularly attracted to at, the, at that time. I just knew that I really enjoyed telling stories in that way. Right. And, and you know, yeah, I'm a huge fan of, of Legion, so, you know, disclaimer. You know, from the story of it to its look, and, I mean, definitely its music and how they all add up to this incredible sensory experience. You know, can you walk me through your process of scoring that show, you know, and how that compares or differs from, you know, the other shows that you've done and how you, you know, approach it with your process? The key the key to what you were just saying, like the most important part of what you are just saying, is that it, it, it really is like an immersive experience you know it's a it's a it's an experience and you know we have an unreliable narrator we have nonlinear storytelling we have um everything that leads me to basically be able to do whatever we want there's no need to lead the audience we can just be emotional when we want to be emotional we can be you know um heroic when we want to be heroic and we can be tense ten filled with tension or we could be sort of ironic um right. whatever we want um and when when Noah and I first talked about what the music for Legion should be you know there was this talk of wanting it to be sort of a hybrid of electronic and organic music and and be able to sort of shift back and forth between the two without the audience really noticing um, right and and part of that is the same thing that David feels, which is at the in season one as he sort of slipped in and out of what was real and what wasn't. And you know, when when we discussed the idea of the audience not knowing what's real and and, and what's not, because that's what the um, that's what the, the our main character was feeling. Why not? Why not? let the music feel that same way you know sure, um, yeah and we both you know we're both huge pink floyd fans and we're both <laughs> huge you know um Pandoreski fans and huge wendy carlos fans and like all these great ideas were sort of flowing around like how can we mix all this stuff um, right and i just sort of sat down and started writing 
music and was able to, you know, the things that you would normally say or that I would normally say, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that because that doesn't make much sense. Those were the things that I sort of gravitated towards. You know, how do I do this really nonlinear, aleatoric-sounding thing and then have a melody? Um, and then how do I make it sound like it's an orchestra but then make it sound like it's the opposite of an orchestra, which is all sort of chaotic electronic. Um <laughs> You know, so it, it, it's just like this awesome sandbox that I get to play in. You know, I just literally just finished the last cue of, of episode, um, of well, what is now episode 11, um, last night. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just thrilled. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> and is it hard to kind of, you know, get out of that world after you spend so much time immersing yourself in it? Is it hard? Is that is that the question? Yeah, yeah. Like, is it you know, is it difficult to kind of like spend you know so much time kind of immersed in this world of these shows, and then kind of okay, now I need to move on to the next thing. Like, do things stay with you, or are you able to kind of just you know cut? No, it things things stay with me. You know, things there's holdover, and okay. and I have I have to try to shake it. You know. Right, right. Um, and there, and there's like a mourning period too. It's like, oh, now I'm done with the cool, like the coolest show ever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. So now I, uh, we got to figure out what the next thing is. And and I I do like Noah and I are now talking about this film that we're we're about to start on. Um, and we've been talking about what season three might be like if there is a season three. You know, um, and what what the next step, what the next season of Fargo might be like. You know, we, we have this constant back and forth about what, um, what music can be for these storytelling devices. Right, right. And, you know, switching gears a little bit, you know, Tonic is about to hit the road with Gin Blossoms and Vertical Horizon this summer. You know, what are you most excited about? <laughs> well, I, I guess I'm most excited about the fact that I'm not going to be going on tour. Um, oh. So, yeah, I, I am... I no, don't be sorry. Like there's, there's, um, I, I've had conversations with my bandmates and, you know, I am just not, I don't have the time to devote right. to a long-term tour, like sure. what they're about to embark upon. I'm, I'm busy with, um, I'm busy with, with working on, I'm working on Noah's film and I've got a couple other projects going on this summer and I just don't have, um, I, I just don't have the time to, to go out on tour right. for six weeks. So, you know, we, we find someone to sit in for me and, and, um, and play, play the parts. And, and it's, it's a drag, but, you know, the, the music that we created as a band continues to live. And, you know, Emerson, who's a singer and my partner in crime and partner <laughs> right. of, of just of the last 25, 30 years, you know, we've been, we've been, working together, you know, he's going to go out and, and represent the band and, and uh, make it awesome and rock it. And I, I, I feel pride that that happens, you know. Um, I'm, right. I'm certainly a little, I'm a little depressed that I can't go out and play because playing live is one of the great loves of my life. Right. Um, but I, I have, I have so much other stuff going on. I have to, I have to, you know, I have to make choices. You know? Sure, of course, of course. Do you think fans might expect a little surprise? You know, if if they have a local show. Uh, yes. You know, occasionally I will show up for a show, and that and that happens, and it's great, and it's great when I can do that. And I did it like you know a month ago. We played in Vegas, and I did it uh, at the beginning of the year. We played somewhere, you know, and I'll just be able to go do one-off shows, and right. that that those are those are a lot of fun. 
Right. And then there's like a freedom too that comes from that. I think you still get to be with the guys that you love, but also, you know, be the person you are now too, which, you know, it's got to be a good feeling, which a lot of people don't really get after, you know, a really good career. I, I, I mean, I consider myself extremely lucky. I'm, I'm knocking on wood right now that I've, <laughs> I've gone from one career to another career and um, it's, it's really, it's thrilling to make that transition. It really is. And finally, my last two questions are kind of fun. Um, what is the last song that you listened to that was not your own? What was the last song that I listened to that wasn't my own? Yep. Um, well, 24 Carat by, by Bruno Mars. And I, I, I say that because my kids are huge Bruno Mars fans, so I listen to it in the car with my kids. And I love I loved Bruno Mars. He's a, great, he's a really great singer and a really great performer, and it's really exciting music. Um, so, I mean, that's the answer to that question. But that, that, that's, that was only by accident that that happens to be the last song, you know, that I, I listened to. You know, the song before that was the demo to Comfortably Numb, um, by Pink Floyd. <laughs> so, oh, that's a little different. That's a little different yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would say so. And my last question, if you had to live in the world of one of the shows that you've scored, what world would that be? Oh, Legion, without a doubt. <laughs> that would be my answer too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, you have been so great, Jeff. Thank you so much for talking to the High Regard Show. We really appreciate it. Thanks very much. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Bye, you too. So I really, really enjoyed talking to Jeff. Like, I really did. You know, because I knew his music. Like, when I was doing the research, I was like, holy shit, this guy was in Tonic, which was, you know, in the in the late 90s, man, you could not turn on a radio without hearing, if you could only see. Like, you could not not hear that song. I can seriously close my eyes right now and imagine any trip that I would have taken with the kids on one of, like, our long-ass travel hockey excursions. And from all the years we were traveling, I can pretty much close my eyes and envision that song on any road between my house where I was living and anywhere as far as right. Binghamton to Toronto. It was always on the radio. Like it was, it was always, always yeah, on the radio. So, yeah, so I was really surprised, you know, to, to find out that he had been in that. And I thought it was really interesting because you think, like, composers – you know, like, that's something that, like, they start their careers, like, that's what they're interested in, that's what they're doing. And right. he did it as, you know, as the band was shifting and they decided that they wanted to take some time apart and, you and know, move like, on with their lives. He's like, let's just, you know, it was just really cool. And then, you know, the fact that it was with Wendy and Lisa, because anybody mm. who knows me knows how much I love my prince. So, <sighs> so I just, I loved that kind of, you know, angle as that's, that's kind of what hooked him into you know turning into composing and now that the band is like going on the road this summer he's gonna sit it out because he's so busy with all of his projects that he's doing as a composer all right and you know it's weird because i feel like i have this conversation with my kids all the time where i'm constantly telling them because they're like going well i'm gonna be doing this but i don't know if i'm making a lot of money and i'm not sure what i'm gonna be able to do in the industries that i've chosen (laughs) because you know one's a photographer one's a designer 
you're sitting across from one, you know they don't make money. <laughs> Nor do journalists. No, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like, man, if you love something enough, you'll find a way to make it work. Mm -hmm. Like, who would even know that you can just wind up in a studio one day, like, you know, recording with a band that's technically made. I mean, they made it. They made right, it yeah, again. You, they did, yeah. Like we said you couldn't go around without hearing, you know, tonic song. And then all of a sudden, here you go. And it's another whole separate career. Yeah. I mean, who would think that, like, you know, life could take you down such a journey, you know? Exactly. Like, to do, like, a complete switch like that. And then, you know, and love it so much that, you know, you don't want to hit the road. Because hitting the road is... I mean, it's, I can't imagine that. Like, no. I, everybody wants to be the rock star. They want the adulation and things like that. Oh. You know, they want to be that, like, you know, Jesus Christ pose in the middle of, like, the stage and stuff like that. But, like, I personally, yeah, like, traveling's great, but goddamn, I hate it. You know? I hate traveling. I would not love it. You know what would be, like, really cool, I think? If I was ever a rock star, I think I would like to have a residency in Vegas. Like, that would be cool where you just, like, you know... I get to stay in my apartment. I go right, downstairs. Right. I do my show. I go back upstairs. I order room service. <laughs> that would be your perfect like that musical gig. Beautiful. Just a big bowl of nothing but green M and M's, <laughs> and you know we take it from there, man. Some chocodiles. <laughs> well, I'll make my own chocodiles. Thank you very much. I have a secret recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love. I think yeah, that would be that would totally be you. Like you would go straight from like I want to be a rock star straight to like lounge lizard phase. Yeah, well, I mean that would be my version of. Rockstar would be lounge lizard totally <laughs> i mean i would i would love that lifestyle but traveling man it's so much i get it especially like now you're doing music for things like legion and stuff you're in these sleek streamlined studios probably and you're watching like you know the shows up on like a big screen while you're composing and everything is you know you've seen movies and stuff you see what these things are like <laughs> i have seen movies tom believe no, it or I not <laughs> but you know and the the other end of that is <laughs> You also see movies when bands go out on the road. It's not the greatest lifestyle, no, man. No, it's like, man, you know, no. a lot of shitty hotels and a lot of crappy food. And, you know, it's just what it is. It absolutely but. is, Tom. It absolutely is. And it took everything I had not to ask for any, like, spoilers. Like, not just be like, give me a spoiler. I would have killed you. I wanted to, like, I'm, I'm like, dying to know what's happening. And No, you cannot. <laughs> and, and this is something we put on ourselves because... We have decided to try not to watch this season of Legion until it's completely out. And the reason behind it is, is because as we're watching it, I try to dissect the hell out of it. But I can't go an entire week and remember what happened from the episode And before. I don't want to, like, because Legion is the type of show, and, you know, and, and Jeff and I talk about this, but, like, because it is such a sensory experience from the viewing of it to the way that it's designed to the music, like, that, we love the whole show as a whole. Oh, yeah. From the storyline, like, you know, from the deep, deep to what you see. And that's, and, like, so... I don't want to just watch it and then, okay, I'm going to move on with my life. Like, I want to immerse myself in it all episodes, 
and just be in the world of Legion and think of nothing else. Like, because I've gotten so accustomed to like our binging, Oh yeah. you know, because I wasn't even, I was like, I'm not watching this. It's Marvel. Like, because I was so over Marvel and I was so just like, nope, I'm done with Marvel for a while. And then you do what you usually do when you vet shows. You'll be like, I'm going to watch one, see if Nikki, if I can get Nikki interested in it. And you did, but I think, like, you watched, like, you couldn't just watch one. Like, you watched, like, a couple episodes, and then you had to re-watch them with me because I became addicted. Well, my dear, the first time I saw a Legion was the first episode, I think, I was in the hospital either for kidney stones or for the bariatric treatment. And I remember just being in the hospital bed. You had just left, and Legion had just come on the TV, and they just started my drip, and I was like, morphine. And then Legion came on, and the room was pitch black, and the oh colors, God. and the music, and just, you know, I'm just sitting it was there a listening perfect to it, trippy. and I was completely fucked up. Like, listen, <laughs> I was listening to it and watching it, and I remember coming home, forgetting that I have even saw it, and then, like, turning on the TV, we were, and seeing a commercial for it, and being like, God damn, we gotta get on this show, like, mm-hmm. cause from what I remember... This was pretty kick-ass. And then we right. watched it and just blew through the season in two days. We did. We did. And then we decided, a, like, you know, a month ago, but before the new before the season started at the beginning of April, we were like, we're going to rewatch the whole thing, mm-hmm. which we did to, like, refamiliarize mm-hmm. ourselves. And it was so much better the second time around because we had missed, like, I felt like we were watching it brand new again. Right. Because we had missed, like, so many things and, like, getting invo- getting into that. And then we watched the first episode and it was like, awesome but then I was like so let down because there was nothing else to watch after it so that's when we decided we were we were like we're gonna wait until it's all done and then we're just gonna binge it and we're doing that with Handmaid's Tale too yeah yeah definitely and I mean I I feel like there are certain shows that you kind of have to watch that way because they're not made traditionally like TV shows are made they're made like movies that are broken up over 10 episodes basically right right like twin peaks same way like to sit down every week and watch twin peaks was a treat because you're like oh my god twin peaks is going to be on again sunday nights but after it's all said and done it's kind of like it's something that you have to just sit down and commit the time to and just watch exactly. all in a row exactly as a exactly although you know and it, although Le- legion was like it's hard to to binge watch because it it can it's so crazy it's a lot it's a lot of thought it's it's kind of heavy at times but but that's what's so great about the music and how it looks and how it's just like because you're like okay I'm feeling very like overwhelmed by what's happening on screen right now but then you have this music that like ties in with it too and you're just like okay man I'm just gonna grab on and just hang on and let's do it yeah but oh man, we love Legion, and but I mean, you know, we're 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 totally like just hyping up Legion. But this is not the only thing that you know Jeff's done. He's done like a lot of stuff, like man. Fargo, it's... which you know I've watched a few of, and I really really do like it. Oh yeah, well I mean, you know what the thing about Fargo was that kind of annoyed me when it first came out, like on Hulu, is they just had like promotions for Fargo all over the place. You'd hit it, and they would show you like just a preview of it, not the show. 
that I that angered me. All right, Hulu. Well, duly noted. Duly noted. I'm sure. I'm sure Jeff will tell the folks. I'm to gonna do that. call Jeff right now and tell him to get Hulu on the line and get that shit together. Get it all together. Oh my god. Oh my god. But yeah, I really enjoyed talking to him and just like I, I love talking. Like you know that I love talking to musicians. Like that's Anything my sweet music, spot. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I do. I do miss my music content so bad, and I love learning. Like hearing the process of like making a TV show. This was the, he was the first composer that I ever spoke to you know i've watched been watching tv my whole life thank you very much oh well <laughs> and i just thought it was really cool to like hear his process and just hear that path of how he went from you know one side of music to a completely different part of the industry right and i think that that was a really interesting journey and i think it's really cool that you know because i always wondered like wow like how you pick music you know like it's just i think it's different whatever you show it out like something like this where you can like actually you know, kind of scrape, you know, the surface of music that you love. Mm-hmm. Like, just th- who wouldn't love to, like, have a show and say, I'm going to put some Pink Floyd in there. I mean, that's amazing right. to be able right. to do that as opposed to if you were the composer for, nothing wrong with it, but if you were the composer for, let's say, Barney Miller or something <laughs> like that, where you're like, you know there's music there, but nobody's thinking about, like, hey, what's involved in something like that? Because Legion is so much more than just a TV show. Like, it relies on the music. Every show relies on the music to get, like, a mood. But you don't see it as much. Where I feel like in this, Legion can almost be a music video. Oh, my God, absolutely. so many times where it's just... Everything about it can be a music video. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And it's just so well done, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. But the music was what hooked me in because I remember when, you know, when we first started watching it, I was like, "Eh, I don't know, because I don't like having to pay attention to a lot of things. I don't like having to think like when I'm not at work, I don't want to think about things. And and, and it's a very, very thought, thoughtful and thought provoking show. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was the music and like that really helped to draw like draw me in. Yeah, absolutely. And the the furniture, the the 70s look of it for sure. Like everything. Yeah. But absolutely amazing stuff, Nikki. Well done, well done, well done. Well, I just had a great subject, so. Well, that's it. I mean, <laughs> well, okay, Jeff, well done, well done, well done. <laughs> Nikki, I don't know what it is that you do around here. Like, seriously, you what would together. you What would you say you do here? <laughs> I don't really know what it is Are you going to need me do. to come in on Saturday and do TPS reports? <laughs> Yeah, like you'd actually show up to do TPS reports <laughs> here on Saturday. God damn. So I have to ask, though, you know, like, you know, because like my last question to Jeff, mm-hmm. you know, of the, the TV shows that, you know, he's done, what would he want to live? Like, what world would he want to live in? And he, you know, of course, chose Legion. But is there a TV show that, like, Tom would have liked to have lived in the world of? Mm, that's a pretty good one. I know. I really was proud of that question. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good one. Um, is there a world that I would like to live in? Well, I feel like I'm living in the world of Arrested Development right now. Like, things are just that comical at this point in time. <laughs> oh, is that what we're calling it these days? We're going to call it comical. We're going to call it a laugh riot is what we're going to call it. So basically, um, we need a laugh track. We yeah. need a live laugh track here yeah, in the house. please. But I, I no, I wouldn't want to live in that world because I feel like we already are. Um, oh, man. What world would I want to live in? Jesus, man. That's... That's interesting. I know. That's like a loaded question. I it don't, really, really is. I don't think I have an answer. You know, I don't know. I, hmm. 
That's a really tough. I wish you would have told me that before time to give me a second and not well, jump on me like that with <laughs> with this is a little bit crazy. Like I can't say, oh, you know, goddamn. All right. Well, I don't know, man. Well, if I think of something by the end of the show, I'll let you know. All right. Do you have okay. one? You know, I don't think I do. Like, I really, I really don't think that there's like, because like, I, I like for some stupid reason, like Sex in the City is kind of coming up to oh, me. But it's like, God. but I but live in New York. I live in New York. <laughs> like, so like, honestly, I, I like not that I'm living like the Sex in the City life or anything, but like. But you realize that's complete like, bullshit right now. Any, new, any, <laughs> yeah, show. exactly. Like, but like any show that was like set in New York, it's like I'm, I'm living that life of living here. So I mean, like, I don't really need. I don't think I need like a TV show because mm. I'm living in the greatest, you know set of all time depends on your mood yeah true. i mean i know there was there was that you know that night i came home and said i fucking hate this city and then i started to cry that was friday night today is sunday so yeah <laughs> i think it was thursday actually oh, oh okay. when i got in a fight with someone on a train <laughs> yeah oh i thought you meant the woman on the street you got in a fight with walking the dog was it? Oh my God! Yeah, no, yeah, maybe that, that was, was Friday night. Yeah, All right, yeah, you're that right. was Friday. The fight night. on the train—that was the other day. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was I think Wednesday, maybe. There's but, always an adventure. Then, New every York, other day, every other day. New York City living—it's a TV show <laughs> every day of your life. And you see, I don't think I'd want a reality type. Like I wouldn't want to live in a reality. No, like, I no, think absolutely that, not. And that's the reason why I don't know if I would ever pick. Like I always thought that I would pick Twin Peaks. Like I would be like, "Ooh, I'd love to live in." Oh Twin my Peaks. god, no! Too much crazy shit happens in Twin Peaks. And that's the reason why. It's just because it's like it's where weird shit tends to happen. Like it's it's like a portal for it. So I would want to live maybe in something like that, just so it's not the normal everyday bullshit. Like you know, our big drama is other idiots walking around and us not being able to behave ourselves sometimes and by us I do mean me because of our temper tantrums so and shit like that basically but you should be living in Always Sunny because <laughs> you yeah but I would never want to live in with, Philadelphia number one in Philadelphia and I would never want to be around two or three more people like me <laughs> like seriously I would never ever want that not for anybody and there's a secret to why Nikki and Tom work because Nikki is so not like that <laughs> Exactly. And 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 also, when she gets like that, Tom can't home. handle it. <laughs> no, Tom can't handle it. He's like There's being a pussy, Nikki, like seriously like There can be only one. That's right. So there we have it, folks. Well, thank you so so much, Jeff, for coming on the show. It was so great talking to you and hearing all about how you do what you do because that's what I that's why I love talking to people. I love learning, you know, I I'm nosy, so I love learning, you know what what other people's processes are and there you have it and jeff again thank you so much for making nikki sound good this week <laughs> <laughs> shall we get into a potsy we certainly can So you've got some news with this week's Potsy. I do. I got new medicines. Yay. So <laughs> this week I had to go back to my, uh, what are we going to call them? 
He's really a neurologist, mm-hmm. is what this doctor is, um, down by Washington Square Park here in the city. And he's also the person who gets me my script for my marijuanas. Your medical Mary Jane. Which, again, has been so far to this point the absolute best thing that I have been on. Not because of getting high, but just for the fact of when I use it, I usually don't feel nauseous. Right. Like it will, it will fix it. The only problem is it doesn't fix it for long term. And you know, you and I have talked about this off mic. I don't want to be high all the time. Sure. In theory, it sounds wonderful. Like it sounds like bliss to be high all the time, but nobody, even a person who's allowed to be high all the time cannot handle being high all the time no yeah you just you you lose sight of what's really happening around you right exactly it, it, it's too much and you know and it and you never wanted you know the medical marijuana script for that like that was never your end game because right. y- you know you, you were like i never want to do it all the time right and i've even told the doctors that i never you know they're which probably makes you an, are, is, you're an anomaly <laughs> well uh, it also it, to them it's kind of like why don't you want to use it all the time and it's and it's just the stigma behind it there's just the there's like that i'm getting over but there's also like that brain fog <laughs> thing that comes with okay sure. i gotta work but i feel like i'm gonna throw up right now i need to go you know take another hit and then i come back and it's kind of like do i really feel like working right now eh, i'll get to it and I always <laughs> right, do. Right. I mean, it's not like things aren't getting done, but I felt like there was a way to make myself not feel nauseous where I would not need to like actually, you know, be using this all the time. And, you know, it's just a matter of what can that be? So when I went to get my script for my marijuana renewed, which is now renewed for one year, Yay. I had also gotten a script for a drug called... <laughs> Dronabinol. 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 You heard me say it. I sound. I think I, <laughs> I feel like one of us close. needs to spell it because we're like do it. We're, I feel like we're in like the that spelling bee. Dronabinol. D r o n a b i n o l. Five milligrams. Yep. So with that said, what that is, um, because if you're like me. And your doctor said, oh, you're going to be on this stuff. What do you think of it? And I'm standing there like, am I supposed to know what that is? I don't even know what that is. (laughs) And he goes, well, it helps to, um, you know, induce your uh, appetite. Mm -hmm. And it also helps to suppress nausea. Which is what you needed it for. Exactly. Because I'm not gaining any weight still. I'm not losing right now, but I'm not gaining. I'm staying at like 161. Between 160, 161. Down from 302. Yes. So I'm doing very well. No, I'm not. They want me to gain weight. The yeah, problem you is do I need keep to gain on weight. losing weight. Yeah. My lowest was 157. Which is ridiculous. So, you look frail and ridiculous. Yes. And gray. I still get these things where I don't even realize what I look like until I look in the mirror and then realize, like, shit, I am the color gray. No wonder Sometimes, why you're being yeah. so nice to me today. <laughs> but Wait, what? What did no, you just say? No. I'm nice to you every day, you no. bitch. <laughs> you, you're nice to me on days that I look like I'm going to die. And I can tell because I look in the mirror and I'm like, going, oh, yeah, gray's I'm nice a bad to you day. every day, and I will cut you right here live on the air and if there you, you say have otherwise. It. And there you have it. You're going to cut me on you. 
So anyway. I've been saying that a lot lately. I know you have. <laughs> so anyway, um, what this is made out of, it's made out of cannabis. Again, it's made out of cannabis. Mm-hmm. And right in the bottle, it says controlled substance, which is kind of neat. Because I never had a bottle that said I had, you know bottles that had like a bunch of warnings on right them and like stuff may like cause that. drowsiness and, don't drive a forklift and whatnot but never like <laughs> hand know, over your forklift keys that's right <laughs> i promise you i will not be driving anytime soon <laughs> but you know one of the things with this is the doctor when i asked the doctor i'm like oh i'm like well i never heard it before but it sounds good and he goes you've never heard of this they give it to aids patients like as if I've had AIDS or experience with AIDS that I'm supposed to know this. I'm sick, but I don't know if I'm to the point of that just yet. So, um, I right, but yeah, this, 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 you know, helps the AIDS patients, you know, try to entice them to eat. And not feel sick. Right. Which is fantastic. And I, I'm on it two times a day. And I have been on it now for three, three days. Three days. You started it three on days. Friday. Today oh, is Sunday. Friday, today's Sunday. And, um... Man, I am a moody motherfucker. Moody, moody, <laughs> moody motherfucker. Friday was the worst. Yesterday wasn't much better. <laughs> but today, today I am you're trying much really, better. really hard. Today I am making a very, very conscious effort because number one, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> and number two, like I'm like just watching the way that I look. I'm watching the way that I'm acting and I'm like, dude, you got to fucking settle down because I seriously – threw somebody's shopping cart into the frozen food count, like over the wall almost into the frozen food section because he decided to stop in front of me today. Like my mood has been like, I feel like I'm on a very, very short fuse. You have, yeah, you definitely, I mean, oh my God, there was something last night where you just let like this, like something happened, like, and it was just so minuscule and you, what the hell was it? You were trying to, was I cooking? No, we were we were laying in bed watching TV, and you were telling me something, and I didn't understand what you were saying. I could not understand the words you said, and you looked like you were gonna throw the remote. It could have been. It, like <laughs> oh my god, and it was just something so stupid, and I was like, oh, that's what you were saying, because like the, you're because I knew you, um, but you the knew way what I that was you were enunciating about. the word was like just it was I was getting hung up on it, and then I was like. Oh, and you gave me this look, like this side eye look, and I was like, "I'm gonna knock you through <sighs> the window!" I swear to God. Well, this is what it is, so and yeah, it's not it's, even me; it's just creeping up on me, and then I'm like, "Going, goddamn!" Like I am out of control. But and that I know is it now. one of the, you know, seven thousand side effects of this. That's the problem. Any any pill, any pill that you take is gonna have. A list of side effects a mile long. And half the time I don't even the read them. Is. Half the time I don't read them unless like I'm it's feeling. It's for AIDS patients. And you're like, well, <laughs> that sounds for... a little bit more important than the usual dribble that he's on. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I did. I, I specifically like mm-hmm. set out to read this when you handed it over. But I mean, yeah, like I typically don't unless like I'm feeling weird after I start something new. And then I'm like, OK, like just like because you just you do think that like you'll read these things and then be like, oh, oh my I God, got that. everything. Yeah. Where I don't. And then it's like, wait a minute. Could this be a cause of it? Let me go back and read what because, it could possibly be. Exactly. Because some of like like so many pharmaceuticals, everything that you're trying to treat 
is a side effect of the medication you're taking to right. treat the illness that you're trying to right. treat. So like it just doesn't make goddamn sense to me. And no. low bro- high and low bro- blood pressure is a possibility with this. Which Dizziness. I cannot fuck with my blood pressure because exactly. it makes me pass out exactly. now as it is. Exactly. Dizziness, nausea, may cause nausea, may cause you know these types of things. So like it's basically causing your 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 freaking your, your um you know your symptoms that you already have for POTS. Right. But today you definitely seem more like less angry you were in the store when time. I had my blow up with the. Well, I'm glad that I didn't. I'm glad you didn't either, which is the reason why I said let me go to the store for you today. Because you knew you were gonna. Because ha- you went I there with the intent. Up. I did I go there it. with an intent. I, knew it. I absolutely went there with the intent. You want me to take it out on you? You want me to take it out on a stranger? I don't want you to take it out on anybody. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Mike, you had two choices. You didn't pick one. Now it's you. Because you just added to the the aggravation now. Bring it, Tom. So you see, this is my thing. And, you know, it's weird because I'm like, do I want to stay on this two times a day? Is this going to settle down? Is it going to, like, continue to go like this? Is it going to get better? Like, what are the psychological ramifications to this? You know? I don't know. I guess you're going to have to just wait it out because it's going to take some time for your body to get used to this like for your system to get used to it yeah so i mean like maybe you know how do you feel today compared to when you first started taking it to yesterday like it seemed like it seemed like you might have been a little better today but i don't know if that was just you acting i don't feel as zombie as i do today like day one i felt like i was just like do not ask me to do anything no yeah on friday you were completely just out of it yeah i was like i'm not doing anything don't ask me to do anything you're just gonna cause an argument if you do i'm like i don't want no part of anything right now today i feel like i'm a little bit more tolerant of things but like i said it's the stupidest shit that'll piss me off you but know? you've always it's... been like that but for, uh, we had it under control, I feel like, for a long, long time, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if it's a matter of if this is messing with some of the anti-anxiety medication. Maybe. That I've had. Oh, I don't know. But if I it's think a they matter would have of... told you that. I think Because the pharmacy has all of that stuff. So, like, they would have said, like, this would have caused this. Would they have? Yeah. Because I feel like That's our the whole pharmacy point that they have... doesn't tell me anything at all outside of how much it costs even when we ordered i ordered this medicine on monday at three o'clock in the afternoon is when my doc put the order in for it (coughs) excuse me but it didn't come in until thursday at three o'clock in the afternoon is when they finally got it in and when i went there there wasn't a single person online at the pharmacy and when i went up the only thing they wanted to know was will you be paying cash or charge all right that was it. This The days of them telling you, like, hey, watch out for these things, maybe in other pharmacies, they're long gone. Because in our pharmacy, no, man. Okay, no. well, we have a list of complaints with them, so maybe it's time that we think about... Moving on. Moving on to someplace else that's maybe not down such a big hill. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but, um, you know, I guess we'll see going forward how this medicine is going to pan out. Um. If I've been trying to reach out to people to talk about POTS, like in POTS groups on Facebook and mm-hmm. stuff like that, hopefully over the next couple of days. We'll have some more research to come back with or just some, you know. Maybe get some people to talk to, like who's on the medication, mm-hmm. who would like to, you know, give their views of it. I mean, because I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. Maybe I am getting better 
And this is just the old me coming back out to a point, which isn't good either. <laughs> this wasn't a good me. This me cannot be. Like, if, if it has to be subsided by medication, it has to be subsided by medication. But I don't want to resurrect the person who is walking around the supermarket kicking people's shit into the frozen no. food section because no. they got my way. Exactly. Exactly. And you've been like that every time we go out and, and um, <clears throat> you're, you're not allowed to respond to it, but you're like this every time there's another dog on the sidewalk, every time there's anybody else on a sidewalk when we're walking the dog, you just, you want to live in this city by yourself. And I do. You can't. I, I want to live in the city by myself. And it's not even that I mind other dogs because there are so many Stop. dog people who I, l I see every day and I smile and wave at them and don't have a problem with them. And then I said you weren't allowed to. I said you weren't allowed to respond. Look, oh, okay, please. we're done here. All right. Well, I guess we're done with the show as well. I don't know, Nikki. Am I allowed to respond to that? I don't think you can. I, I don't think you are. It's Mother's Day, mm. even though it's over by the time our listeners will be hearing this. I'm going to make a carryover, so I think it's time that you just say good night, Josephine, and give your little spiel that you're supposed to spiel. Oh, I get to give a little spiel you before get to give we wrap your spiel. it up. Oh, 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 okay. Well, in that case, if you'd like to learn more about the High Regard Show, <laughs> check us out at highregardshow.com, <laughs> and of course, you can always write to us at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can find us on all social media as High Regard Show. And be sure to follow our super cute studio manager, Kona, as the High, or as the yeah, high, as the high Regard Dog. <laughs> as the High Regard Dog. As the Kona persona on all social media outlets that you can find the High Regard Show on. That's it. And if I see you on the streets, get the fuck out of my way. That's all I'm going to say about it. Sorry. And hope you have a great week. Thank you so much to Jeff for coming on the show again. Anything else, Nikki? I guess that's it, Tom. Well, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> and good night, everyone. <laughs>